great to be together this morning. Fantastic to be together. Really warm welcome to you all. My name is Ben, and I'm going to be leading us through this service. Uh, if you're visiting, um, we are so glad to have you. Perhaps you're not used to um, what what nor- churches normally do or what we do here. Please don't worry about anything at all. I hope everything becomes clear as we go. Um, and we're going to just spend some time this morning, we're going to begin this morning by spending some time simply adoring uh, God together. So let me pray and we're going to pray by uh, just adoring who God is. So let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you are a great God, a God who is above all things, a God who made all things. A God who sustains all things. A God who knows all things. You have time itself in your hands and you know the beginning from the end. You're a God who is all-powerful, all-loving, completely good and completely holy. You're a God of light. You're a God who is gracious, so gracious, that you came into this world and rescued us from darkness. You did this by the death of Jesus Christ and through him we are brought into your kingdom. We know the forgiveness of sins and we are free from all accusation. We adore you this morning for who you are and what you have done. Amen. We're going to stand and encourage one another with our first song. So in our first one we're saying to one another, sing with me, uh, sing with me how great is our God. So let's... Stand and encourage one another this morning. The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light And darkness tries to hide And trembles at his voice And trembles at his voice How great is our God Sing with me how great is our God And all will see how great How great is our God! And age to age he stands And time is in his hands Beginning and the end Beginning and the end The Godhead three in one Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. How great is our God, sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Name above all names, worthy of all praise, 
my heart will sing how great is our God. Name above all names, worthy of all praise, my heart will sing how great is our God. How great is our God, sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Do have a seat. We are going to read the Bible together now, and uh, Tao is going to come and read for us. And this morning we are in the book of Colossians, and you'll find that on page 1182 in the Church Bibles. And this morning we're looking at chapter 2, and just two verses, uh, verses 6 and 7. So Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Tao, thanks so much. Well, we see how great our God is, most clearly, in Jesus Christ. And we are going to celebrate that together this morning uh, with this song. Let's stand and celebrate that Jesus is the King. Jesus is the King, ruler over everything. Jesus is the one, promised one, the Son of God. Jesus is the Lord, He's the one you can't ignore. Jesus, Jesus. He is the King. He commanded the fishermen, Hey, come follow me. And they did, and they did, and they did. Because Jesus is the King, ruler over everything. Jesus is the one, promised one, the Son of God. Jesus is the Lord. He's the one you can't ignore, Jesus, Jesus, he is the king. He commanded the wind and waves, hey, be still, be still. And they did, and they did, and they did, because Jesus is the king, ruler over everything, Jesus is the one promise one the son of god jesus is the lord he's the one you can't ignore jesus jesus he is the king he promised that three days after death he'd rise again and he did 
and he did and he did because jesus is the king ruler over everything jesus is the one promise one the son of god jesus is the lord he's the one you can't ignore jesus jesus he is the king he is the king Great, so this morning, this is our all-age service. That means we're looking at that passage that Tal read for us uh, all together in this room. There is a crash, should you need it. But at the same time, if there's a bit of noise during the talk, please don't worry at all. It's, it's not a problem. Uh, there's also a handout on your tables just to help you follow through. Uh, if you'd like to do that, uh, regardless of uh, how old you are, feel free to uh, tick the boxes and fill in the answers. And all your answers should be on the screen in yellow. Now before we start, I'm going to ask God for his help. Let's pray. Father, as we look at your word together, we pray that we would be encouraged in heart, that we would be united in love, so that we may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that we would know your son more. Please would we know that the treasure that is found in Christ this morning Receiving him, living in him, and growing in him. For your glory, we pray. Amen. Now, I wonder what you would do if you were given a gift uh, this morning. If somebody gave you a present, hey, what would you do? I guess it would depend, wouldn't it, on what they gave you. So, if someone gave you this, what's this? It's a smelly sock. Someone gave you a smelly used pair of socks. What would you do? What do you do? Do you think? Give them back. Yeah, you give them back. You say no, thank you very much at all. Now I don't know about you, but if somebody gave me something like this, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I might say yes initially, uh, but. What happens, you might wear it for a while, might you? Perhaps not too long. But if you wore it for a while, what would happen as you grew up? What would happen? Would you always wear it, do you think? No. Go on, Holly. Yeah. Yes. So you would get bigger and the jumper would kind of get smaller, wouldn't it? It wouldn't fit you anymore, yeah. So you wouldn't be able to use it. You'd have to get rid of it. You'd have to throw it out. Or what about a present like this? What do all these things have in common? Yeah, they're crazies. They're also totally useless. Look at them. Can you see? So what, what's, what's wrong with the bat up there? Can you see the bat? It's got a hole in it, isn't it? That's not very good, is it? And then you've got a pair of sunglasses. Now, who could wear those, do you think? No one, really. Not I couldn't. That's, yeah, maybe a one-eyed alien. Don't see too many of those around. Uh, and what's wrong with the wellies here? Can you see the wellies? They have got holes in them, haven't they? What happens if it rains? What happens if... Oh, your toes would get soggy, Joel. That's right. Your toes would get soggy. And one of these, I don't care if you like these or not, they're useless. Totally useless, these things. Bethany, what are they? Fidget spinners. Yeah, what a waste of time. Right. Okay, so, if, um, if somebody gave you a present like this, you just wouldn't use it, would you? You wouldn't bother. They're absolutely useless. Now, I wonder what you would do 
if uh, you were given, though, the same gift as the church here in um, Colossians, the Colossian church. See, the people here in this letter, they've been given a gift. And they have been given this gift. Can you tell me what this gift is? Have a look at the screen. What is that? Go on, Grace. Treasure, yeah, brilliant. They have been given treasure. But it's not that they've been given loads of coins and diamonds and special stones. Now, actually, who can remember from last week's Sunday group and the Sunday group before, what is the treasure that they've been given? What's the treasure that this church have been given? Go on, Holly. Yeah, brilliant. Well done, you. They have been given the treasure of Jesus, the treasure that's in him. Now, Colossians tells us that as we open up the treasure chest of Jesus... We find loads and loads of riches. Now, who wants to come up, open up my treasure chest up here, to see what are the riches that we find in Jesus? Go on, Abby, you come up first. Well, they're not totally obvious, these, so we'll see how far we get. So here's my treasure chest here, okay? This is the treasure of Jesus. Now, what have you got? Ah, brilliant. What have you got there? Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Now, what would you do with that? Yeah, you'd play. What would you... If I gave you some Play-Doh, what do you think you would do? Um, make something. Yeah, brilliant. That is exactly the answer I was looking for. You would make something, wouldn't you? Like, I don't know, you'd make a, a cake or a person or something. And what we find in the Colossians is that Jesus is the one who made us. He's the one who made us. There you go. Thanks, Abby. You can sit down. Thanks very much. Right, who wants to come up and see what else is in here? Come on, Ruben. Up you come. What else do we find in the treasure of Jesus? Just one thing, mate. Oh, brilliant. What's that? Light bulb. Light bulb, yeah. He has rescued us from darkness into light. Yeah, it's a light bulb. Here's the light. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thanks, Ruben. You sit down, mate. Okay, anyone else? TJ, do you want to come up? Go for it, pal. One of those. Great. Hold it up for everyone to see. Do you know what it is, TJ? A toy. It is. Do you know who it is? Fireman Sam. Yeah. What does Fireman Sam do? Uh, he puts out fires. He does. And what if people are in the building? What, what will he do? He would, he would help them. He would help them. He would rescue them, wouldn't he? Yeah. And Jesus has rescued us. Brilliant. He has rescued us. Fantastic. Okay. And there's one more in here. Uh, <laughs> come on then, Holly. <laughs> Just for your sheer desperation, you can come up. Um, right, there's one left in there, Holly. Don't worry, if you haven't had a turn, there's more to come. What's that? A it's a cross, yeah. What did Jesus do for us? He died on the cross. He died on the cross, yeah. Brilliant, he died on the cross. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, do you know what? There's one more, thank you very much, that I completely uh, forgot about. Uh, and so... If you could just do me a favour, okay, and smile for me. Smile. Brilliant. Okay, now who wants to come up and find the last bit of treasure in here? Come on in, Joel. Up you come. Great. Open it up. Okay. What have you got there, mate? It's a phone. Now, you have a look on here. You tell me what this is, Okay. Now, 
and you tell me who is that? Ribs and Yeah, that's right. Those are all the people in front of me, isn't it? That is Christ Church Camborne. And do you know what Jesus did for us? He made the church. He brought the church together. Fantastic. Well done, mate. You go and, you go and sit down. So that is everything that we see in Colossians that Jesus has done for us. He did all these things. Look, he has made us. He rescued us. There's the helicopter instead of a fireman. He rescued us. He brought us from darkness to light. He died for us and then he rose from the dead. And he made the church. He brought the church into being. Jesus has done all of these things. All these riches are found in him. Now the treasure has been given to these people. And the great news is that the treasure is there for us. But the question is, what should we do with it? So if we're given all of this stuff, what should we do with the treasure of Jesus? Well, we see three things this morning. And the first is that we receive it. We receive Jesus. Okay, you can fill in your answers if you like. The first thing is that we receive Jesus. Now, this means that we take it. We say, yes, please. You see, Jesus is not like a smelly sock. He's not something that we say, oh, no thanks to, no thanks to. Jesus is such wonderful treasure that we would want to take it, that we would want to receive it. Say, yes, please. Now, the people in this church, they've done that. They received all of this treasure. But it may be that some of us here haven't yet. And if that's us, if we've heard about all of this treasure on the screen, but we're saying, no thanks, it means actually we don't get all of these riches. It means we're not rescued. It means we're left in darkness. Jesus did die, but he didn't die for people who say no to him. And then we're not actually part of the church. And so, look, if that's you this morning, you might want to think about all the riches found in Jesus and then receive him. Now, if you've never done that, I would say, please talk to somebody and then receive the treasure of Jesus. The thing is, to receive the treasure of Jesus doesn't just mean you get a load of great stuff. Who wants to come out and find the last thing in this treasure box? Go on, Johannes, out you come. Sorry, is it Joshua? Joshua, I'm so sorry. I checked before the service and I still got it wrong. Unbelievable. Joshua, you come out, see what else is in here, mate. Okay, what's the last thing in there? Can you see? <clears throat> what is it, mate? A crown. It's a crown, yeah. Brilliant. That is a crown. Okay, thanks, mate. You can go and sit down. It's a crown. Yeah. A crown. It is to be so amazed by what Jesus has done that he becomes the most important person to you. You receive him as king or you receive him as lord. That's what we see in verse 6. Do you see there? Paul says, you received Christ Jesus as Lord. The treasure of Jesus is the most amazing thing, the most important thing in their life that's to receive him is to put him as their king. Now the question then though is, what do you do then? Once you've received him, what do you do with this gift? Well, the second thing we see is that we live in Jesus. We live in Jesus. So the second thing we see this morning. You see, Jesus is such an amazing treasure, such an amazing king, that he's, he is not just the way in, he is, he's not just the way to be rescued, 
and something we then get rid of. No, Jesus is the way on. We now live in him. That's what uh, Paul tells us to do in verse 6. He says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. You see, you don't get this gift and then over time you get too big for it. It's not like that jumper. Uh, It's not something you then have to get rid of. Nor is Jesus like the jumper that perhaps you get from your auntie and you put it on only when your auntie comes round to visit. No, this is a gift that we live in. We live in him. We continue to live our lives in him. That means just as we receive Christ Jesus as Lord, he continues as Lord over our whole lives. So we don't live for ourselves, we don't do what we want, but for what he wants. And that goes for all of these uh, areas. So these are some of the things that Paul picks up on the letter. Why don't you have just a brief chat on your tables about all the different parts of life where we're told, where we're supposed to live with Jesus as our Lord. Okay, just one minute on your tables. What what is Jesus Lord over? Okay, just sort of say what you see. One minute. Okie dokie. So, what have we got? What have we got here? Go for it, Grace. What is Jesus Lord over? Yeah, what we think. Brilliant. So, he he is supposed to be king over what goes on in our heads that no one else can see. Isn't that amazing? Go on, Joel, what else? Yeah, he's, he's Lord over what you eat. Yeah, Paul will say that later on in chapter 3. Go on, Joshua. Yeah, great. So he is Lord in our homes. Brilliant. And go on, go for it. Yeah, that is fantastic. it's, It's all about how we treat other people. Okay, so he's Lord over our friendships and our relationships. Great. And what else have we got there? We've got a couple more. In each corner. Go on, Holly, what have, what have you seen? School. He's Lord over what you learn at school and how you are at school. And Abby, last one? Best friends. Yeah, so over our friendships and, and who, who we know. Fantastic. Well done, Abby. And last one up here. What's this one? Go on, Ruben. Anybody? Go for it, Grace. Yeah, what we say. How we speak to people. 
Okay, so he is Lord over all of these things. That's what it means to live in him. For him to always continue for him to be your Lord. Now look, this is really hard. And you know what? I'm not very good at this. So I can come here on a Sunday and Jesus looks like my king for about an hour. And then I go home and I very quickly take that jumper off. I think, oh, I'm done with that. And do you know what? I'll put something else on now. I'll so easily find my treasure in something else. Treasure from elsewhere. But the really great thing is that to live in Jesus means that he is with you. He's there to help you. And as we put him as our king, actually, he works in us. And that's the last thing we see this morning, uh, that we grow in Jesus. We grow in Jesus. This is the last thing we see, we grow in Jesus. Now, we might think, look, well, to, to live for Jesus, that sounds fine, but actually that doesn't really work. You know, that just makes life more difficult. But what we see here is that Jesus is not something that's kind of nice to have but is totally useless. Okay, he's not like a fidget spinner that you have for a while and then you realise eventually that it's rubbish. Um, With Jesus, as you hold on to it, it does something. We grow in Jesus, just like a plant or a tree. So look, just have a look at this video. Okay, I want to watch very carefully about how this plant grows. Okay, so I'm going to tell you in just a minute, I'm going to ask you in just a minute, what is happening? Right, so you have a look at this. Who can tell me what, what could they see? What what happened sort of first? Go on then, Ruben, you go for it. Go on, mate. What happened? Yeah, it is growing. Yeah, it's brilliant. That is growing. Now, who can tell me how did it grow? How did the plant grow? What happened? Go on, Joel. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So the farmer would have put the seed in, okay, and then what happens? Do we know? Go on, Joshua. Yeah, he would have put water on it. Yeah. What do we see in the video? What actually, what, what can we actually see happening? Go on, Grace. Yeah, it, okay, brilliant. It got bigger. It got bigger. Now, what part of it got bigger? What can you see? I'll tell you what, have a look again, okay, and you tell me what, how, how did it how did it go? Okay, now tell me what that is. Anybody tell me what's happening there? Go on, Bethany. It is the root. Yeah, it's going down and down and down. That's called the root of the plant. Okay, what else happens? Okay, so we've got, what did you say, Joel? You shouted something out. It's growing. It growing up. You, you went, it, it was growing up. 
brilliant. It's growing up. Abby, what did you say? Growing leaves. Growing leaves. So some fruit was coming from it. Something was coming from it. And did it just get taller or did it get thicker as well? Thicker. It did get thicker and stronger, didn't it? So it's a bit like also uh, this kind of tree. So you see the roots go down. Okay, the tree gets taller and stronger. It gets thicker as well. And can you see up there, there is fruit um, from the tree as well. There's fruit on the tree. And this is what happens to Christians. We grow. And what we see here is as we grow in Jesus, so just like the, the, the tree, it's not that the tree goes from one place to the next. It's not that it tries, it is planted in some soil and then it's planted in some sand and then some stones. But if that happens, actually, it wouldn't grow at all. It just stays in the same place. And then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper down and it gets higher and higher and higher up and stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's the same for us. You see from these, um, these verses here in 6 and 7 that it's as we live in Jesus and only Jesus that's when we grow so we'll never grow by saying yes to Jesus and then forgetting all about him we'll never grow by living for him a bit at church but then living for something else at home it's as we stick with him as our king we grow deeper and deeper deeper higher and higher and stronger and fruit comes from us that's what we see here in verses um, 6 and 7, isn't it? Do you see that um, it says here, just as you receive Christ Jesus Lord, continue to live your lives in him. You're rooted and built up and strengthened in the faith as you are taught and you're overflowing with thankfulness. Now that last part, overflowing with thankfulness, that is the fruit that we should see if we're growing That's how we know that we're growing in Jesus. And you see, if you look very carefully, it's not that we sometimes say thank you. Do you see? It's that we're overflowing with thankfulness. So it's a bit like this. A bit like this cup, okay, and this water. All right? So here you go. You see, that, that's how we should, if we're growing in Jesus, that's how we should be. We should be overflowing with thankfulness. We just can't help. We, it's just coming out of us and out of us. We keep saying thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you constantly. Now that's the real question for us this morning. It's not, what do we do with the treasure? That was the question we started with, do you remember? The real question for us is, are we overflowing with thankfulness because that shows that Jesus really is our treasure that we really are living for him now if you're like me and you know what you're not overflowing with thankfulness then go to the treasure look at all that Jesus has done live for him as Lord And because he's such a great king, because living in him is such a good thing to do, because that's where the treasure is, over time you will not be able to help but be thankful. Let's pray together.
Father, we thank you so much that Jesus is treasure. That he is the greatest treasure on this earth. Father, we thank you that he's treasure that we can not only receive, but actually continue to live our lives in. And we pray that in our workplaces, in our homes, as a church, we would clothe ourselves with Christ. We walk in him as people who are rooted and built up and strengthened and overflowing with thankfulness. Amen. So seeing as Jesus is the treasure that causes us to grow, we're now going to remind ourselves of all that he's done for us on the cross. So what we're doing is we're seeing this and we're saying to ourselves as a church, we want to remember this, we want to see this Jesus. So let's stand and remind ourselves of such good news. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb who bears our sins away, slain for us. And we remember the promise made that all who come in faith find forgiveness at the cross. So we share in this bread of life and we drink of his sacrifice as a sign of our bonds of peace around the table of the king. The body of our Saviour Jesus Christ torn for you. Eat and remember the wounds that heal, the death that brings us life. Paid the price to make us one. So we share in this bread of life and we drink of his sacrifice as a sign of our bonds of love around the table of the King. The blood that cleanses every stain of sin shed for you. Drink and remember, he drained death's cup that all may enter in to receive the life of God. So we share in this bread of life and we drink of his sacrifice as a sign of our bonds of grace around the table of the King. And so with thankfulness and faith we rise to respond and to remember 
Our call to follow in the steps of Christ as his body here on earth. As we share in his suffering, we proclaim Christ will come again and will join in the feast of heaven around the table of the King. I'm just going to read some words from Colossians chapter 1, uh, verses 21 to 23. It says this, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour, but now he has reconciled you By Christ's physical body, through death, to present you holy in his sight, without blemish, and free from accusation. Now we're going to remember what Christ has done for us. That exact thing, that he's brought us to God, perfect and spotless before him. And we're going to do that just by eating some bread and taking some Grape juice. The, the bread is a symbol of Christ's body. And the grape juice is a reminder of his blood that he shed for us on the cross. Now we, we would ask that you take this as long as you're trusting in Christ and you are in good standing with your local church. If that's not true of you, please just let these, uh, uh, the bread and the grape juice just pass you by. It's, it's absolutely fine. There's no embarrassment. Nobody is looking at you. Um, and looking down on you at all. But for those of us who know Jesus, why not take this time to reflect upon and rejoice in the riches that are ours in Christ? Why not take this time to be thankful? Nick's going to come and uh, help me uh, 